0: cool and we are recording we are here um a funny story i'm going to share with you quickly just before we get into bad batch um i'm on location at the moment um one of those other things that i'm filming and i can't talk about it because everyone signs a million ndas um <laughs> but um so i'm on this random light in this random farmhouse for the, through airbnb that's how it's um that's how we're staying and booking on location and i was just working from here and I'm on a table looking out a couple of windows and this dog just appears out front I'm like oh that's nice like a dog it must be from the farm or something locally and it's just sniffing around outside uh and then it it kind of and then it just crouches down and takes this massive poo (laughs) like in front and just it's like really tensing the whole dog shake it and they just I'm like great that's exactly what I wanted to see and the best thing as soon as he finishes it's like he knew I was watching he just looks in at me it's like (laughs) that's that you know uh, you're welcome and then just walks (laughs) off and I haven't seen him since
1: (laughs) that's how they do business in the countryside you know I was just like, okay. I, just, I love wow. the intimidating eye contact afterwards, like, it's just and stare. what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And You're what? on my territory.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. I was like, okay, cool. That's how we're going to start today. That's brilliant. Um, That's <laughs> uh, we're eventually here with you guys. We had some audio issues um, through Skype not working properly, but we've managed to work it out through the means of, Everyone having like 20 digital devices in their life. So it's just easy to work around that thing. But we're here to talk about Star Wars. We're here to talk about Bad Batch. And we're rolling in episode three. Now we're back to, I feel, the format that's going to be going forward now. Around 20 or so, 20, 25 minutes per episode. Which is kind of standard for these animated episodes. But it's very much... We kick off, exactly. Now, I just... One thing I didn't mention on the first couple of episodes, especially episode one, I love the fact, when you remember the titles come in, I don't know if you remember, and it said Clone Wars, and then it burnt out to the Bad Batch. Yeah. I I love kind of how we jumped in immediately from Order 66. We were still a part of Clone Wars. I love how it's kind of transitioning very much in that time frame um so to speak but uh the one thing i'm finding interesting about the bad batch now i'm gonna get this race wrong i'm gonna say the name of these people wrong because i can't remember it um off the top of my head so i'm gonna have to look at it whilst we're talking about it but it's the people who make the clones
1: the commit okay so camino is the the planet and the caminoans i believe is Cause, okay. I was, cause I was looking at this earlier and I was, cause again, I was also intrigued and I had to remind myself just, uh, yeah, Camino is, is where they're made. And then Camino wins, I believe is the, the race of people. Um, because yeah, I, you know, the, the fact that they were talking politics in this episode immediately, immediately for me was like, Oh my God, that's so interesting. You know, like hearing them, it's almost like the weapons manufacturers of the universe, you know, or the galaxy, I should say. Um, kind of discussing like we need to keep production up you know we need to find some other ways to you know create wars or you know prove our products better than you know real humans you know um so i I was exactly the same as you ben yeah
0: yeah so this is this is something i'm actually finding um I, i know it's obviously it's a side story alongside the main kind of beats of the bad batch but i'm finding this quite interesting because In the prequel trilogy, which is obviously where we get introduced to, I've just looked it up, Camino, um, we don't get a lot from them. They're very kind of aloof, floaty and aloof. Um, And they remind me, actually, there's this random, I don't know if people will get this or remember this, there's a random Simpsons episode where Homer, like, is in, I can't remember how he gets there, but he gets into the woods and he gets spooked by, like, an alien. Yeah, and
1: after, yeah.
0: after And eventually, at the end of the episode, you find out it's Mr. Burns. Yeah. But he, you know what I mean, because
1: the alien comes to him, he's like, ooh. Like, I you he's in love. Yeah. yeah. I, I just watched that episode and it's when Homer gets drunk, like, really, really, really drunk, and then wanders off into the woods and it's Mr. Burns post his, like, um, therapy or like kind of physical therapy session and he comes yeah. out glowing and you know the radiation makes it yeah I, I <laughs> exactly what you mean because they, they seem to be like these kind of weirdly shaped you know very friendly almost monk-like kind of uh patience and 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 general demeanor you know um it's like I, I get exactly what you mean it's like <laughs> so that's that's not, that's what I think of every time I kind of
0: um uh, especially when you see them in the prequels right that's kind of the vibe very much the vibe they give off. but i'm liking very much in this that they kind of got there's some there's more to them obviously and they're they're not happy about this whole situation as we get introduced in the episode quite early on to like a new breed of um stormtrooper yeah and i will just i will come back to the people in um in this particular batch of four uh, Stormtroopers that we get introduced to. Um, but yes, so they're kind of like, yeah, I mean, that's all great, but wouldn't you rather <laughs> have the clones? Because, you know, I mean, I'm just, we're watching this as we talk, and you just see one of the Camino's faces like, Cool. Uh, <laughs> what about that uh, contract, that clone contract that we signed? Where does uh, that leave us? You know. Yeah. So oh, this is kind of awkward. <laughs> um, well. But I'm I like this this kind of like other side to them. Uh, this is this is once again this is having time. This is diving into Star Wars, um, exploring so many other characters, so many other races. We have time to sit with characters and. Different aliens that we would never have time to before see anything more than the screen time they were allotted in a film for a few seconds to continue a story beat. Mm-hmm. But th- this is one of my favourites. This is this is why I love. I feel, and I know we're going to get it more in the live action, but it's very much a testament to what these animation shows have been, haven't they? They've given us the the depth the depth to the Star Wars universe.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's so funny that you picked up on that as, like, the main theme, because that's what I was picking up on as the main theme. It, in it kind of draws so many um, different things, uh, different kind of aspects of, um, of the Star Wars world. That um, I mean, as we said, like, you, you, you've got this, um, first of all, this race that you, you get more of, like, their whole drive. And, of course, their whole drive is creating clones for you know first the jedis and now the empire um so that's their business really i mean they're they're kind of morally you know um ambivalent in terms of they're just creating a product really Um, and now you know it's interesting to see them like they're clearly just very much purely businessmen um and i think you know it's interesting to see star wars kind of dive into that because you know, throughout the whole kind of film canon or the, the Skywalker film canon, um, you never really, you don't see much of, I mean, obviously you see them in episode two, and, but you don't really get that kind of, uh, I, don't, I suppose, military, industrial, complex kind of insight into the Star Wars universe until, I mean, you see them in episode two kind of discussing it and creating the, the, the army and, and we see how that goes, but then you don't get it really much until, you know, The Last Jedi, Whereas actually in The Last Jedi, um, you know, we we get that kind of whole um, kind of dive into this military world or these military companies and, you know, fat cats who are profiting off of it. Um, And actually, you know, and a lot, there was quite a lot of criticism against The Last Jedi for that, but I actually thought it was quite an interesting sort of parallel with our own world because, I mean, otherwise it would just be like, you know, either rebellion or empire and, you know, they're all just making their own weapons, you know, which would kind of not really be make any sense really in in, in the grand scheme of the whole galaxy. So it just makes sense to kind of shed light on that and actually show that there are also besides like Jedi and Sith, there are just economic interests at heart to, you know, produce products for war and, you know, people profiting from it. I mean, it, it would just make sense in a galaxy that is, pretty much constantly at war for like you know 50 years you know um with you know different sides and different drives and moralities and various weapons from like planet destroyers down to lightsabers so i mean it would make sense to have this context so to see it now in in you know the bad batch to like take that on i'm I'm very curious to see how it's going to go forwards with this um and then like you know another kind of side for me that brings up the Stuff, you know, I mean, we've discussed this before on previous podcasts, I can't remember which Star Wars podcast we discussed this on, but it was essentially, you know, talking about, like, stormtroopers, and whether they've always been clones, and the fact that they started taking on uh, recruits, and, you know, taking people from, you know, and it, again, the kind of, you know, the the episodes 7, 8, and 9 go into that more with uh, Finn's backstory, that he's like a stormtrooper who's, you know, kidnapped at birth, and kind of forced into them and he doesn't really know a life or anything but he knows it's wrong um, so you know it, it's, it's it's an interesting intriguing kind of like you know uh, plot point to throw out because then again we're kind of back to you know with the clones have been better or you know the real troopers are they better I mean what, and this is a question I wanted to ask you like, I mean what would you prefer Ben if you, if you were if you were Target and you were like presented with this choice I mean what would you say kind of like one, the other, or a mix of both as they kind of gone with in this episode? I mean, what do you reckon?
0: I I kind of like... I'm, And I feel this is very much due to the kind of way that they've been portrayed over the course of the Clone Wars series and the animated series, and we get to live with them, obviously, a lot more than we ever have done before. But I very much... I like the clone army. I like the... And then I like the differentiation between all these different characters having slightly different traits and kind of all that kind of going for them as well. It's kind of, I I can understand, obviously there's a mixture of both and it's just some things I guess you can't teach them because they're all coming out. I don't know if they they have the skills and abilities, don't they? They they obviously have what um, Django Django Fett uh, is obviously the one that they're cloned from. So they have some of his instincts and some of his abilities. And obviously we get to see that highlighted massively in Commander Rex and various of the clone troopers that are more popular, so to speak, across the course of the Clone Wars series and in Boba's character, in Boba Fett, as a character as a whole, who is a clone. So um, I very much like, I do... I would sit with the clone uh, troopers because obviously it's more, we're talking in a different world. We're talking in Star Wars world in the galaxy far, far away. So (laughs) you can't link it to here in any way, shape or form, but I feel it's more humane as well, having the clone army than kind of ripping kids away from their family. Or that's not always the case, as we clearly see. These are soldiers who have just fought, maybe alongside the clone troopers and stuff like that who are specializing certain things that they brought on especially in the episode we're talking here um but yeah I, I think i would sit with the clone army side of things
1: yeah i think it's it's interesting because you're you're right that it's you know you've got the clones who are created from one person so they have like that person's abilities but because of that it, it kind of limits them to essentially i suppose their thought process and like their abilities anyway um Because, you know, I suppose that, I mean, you know, if I was talking is what I'm saying here, you know, I, I agree with you that it's obviously way more humane to kind of use clones, um, than just, you know, ripping children away from parents on random planets, um, and then forcing them to essentially kill people, you know, innocent people, especially, um, but it's, it's. I think that, you know, from a Tarkin perspective, you know, it would, it, it benefits to have that variety and like more sets of skills, kind of yeah. varied sets of skills from different planets um, with that human element uh, coming in. But, you know, I, I thought it was quite interesting to see, um, uh, what's his name, um, the, the sniper, the sniper clone, the one who's now defective. Crosshair. Crosshair. Crosshair, Crosshair. That's right, Crosshair, Crosshair. Yep. Crosshair. And it's interesting to see him leading the humans and actually, like, whilst he's still a clone, it's like, oh, but he still has... He's still more ruthless than the humans and actually kind of more cunning in a way. Um, but I'm not sure yet if that's because Crosshair is just, you know, um, just a very advanced clone or if he's driven by some sense of revenge as well, um, you know, against his kind of former allies. So, yeah, I, I think it's interesting to see Th- this kind of debate, sort of being had now in in this in this episode, that it's like, you know, that they've kind of been relying on the clones for so long, and it, it and it generally seems to be proving effective, but there are like certain areas where, like, you know, and and actually, what's kind of interesting as well is that it's kind of the bad batch that causes the empire to go towards the humans. That the bad batch are the example that you know they they've kind of defected and they're you know not not commanding them and. So it, from there it's like okay well they need to now change their tactics really and and bring in more humans and and make it kind of uh yeah just like not just depend on the clones um so it's um yeah it, it I'm, I'm curious to see how the caminos the camino owns i should say um how they'll adapt and you know what else they're going to kind of whip out really but you know what, what they kind of planning towards the end of the episode i mean i'm 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 intrigued, you know, um, especially because there's, as we discussed in the last episode, there's so much um, time between uh, episode three and episode four in terms of the films. That, I mean, what's it 25 years or 20 to 25 years around that? Uh, yeah, about that. Yeah. So, like, I mean, yeah, what what kind of other characters are we going to get, like, you know, in this in only this time frame, you know, um, that the Kaminoans might create um, and, and Tarkin might kind of rule over, you know.
0: Uh, now, I can't, I got kind of excited as well when I saw these four troopers, these four new troopers that kind of brought in, because, and and now, I, you know, the more I think about it, the more it doesn't, I don't feel, oh, maybe it does, maybe she's a lot younger, but I don't feel it maybe matches up. But one of those four, the new four that Governor Tarkin introduces and that go on the mission with um, Crosshair, uh is first has a striking resemblance to um, Iden Verso who is the lead character from the battle Star Wars Battlefront 2 series ah. and uh, from on the, the games the games uh, that you get on my like, PlayStation everything like that um, played by uh, Janina Gavanka mm. and so I, I very much love games that have a storyline that you have like a cinematic feel and you kind of play along with that. And that's very much what Battlefront 2 had. And, but, she, she, but her character, if you look at her character, especially in Battlefront 2, um, and it, there's a striking resemblance to this, to this trooper. So when I first saw them, I was like, oh my God, they're bringing her into the... That's amazing. Like, because she's a kick-ass character. In, mm. in Battlefront, um, that you get to play with as you kind of go through her life in, in different times. So, once again,
1: it's like, yeah, there's so many. See, I, I thought it might have been Fennec Shand, you know? Who, you know I, mean... think, I think,
0: oh, yeah, I mean, Fennec, Fennec Shand is supposedly in The Bad Batch. Ah, oh, okay. Because there's, there's clips of Fennec Shand's character in the trailer i believe it was the trailer and i feel one of the promo either promo poster or a promo image or something that was released had an image of fennec shan wearing that iconic you know helmet with the the slit mm. in the middle that um that she wears in the mandalorian so i mean bring on because i absolutely love <laughs> mingna Wen. so yeah. the more she can be involved we've already talked about our love for Migna Wen. so <laughs> any more she can get involved in any star wars projects, bring it on um yeah. Yeah. But so, like, going back to The Bad Batch, this episode, I feel it's a very much, like, I enjoyed it. It's a very much building episode, isn't it? But it's sowing seed. Yeah. And the one thing I wanted to say about it is it it pulls on a couple of Star Wars, almost like, I feel like it's Star Wars traditions is what you call them. <laughs> when they re- reimagining scenes that you know you've seen before. And yeah. one of the ones that mainly... Fixates in my mind is obviously they crash on this planet. There's some sort of creature outside the ship. (laughs) And and we all know, we all know, being Star Wars fans, that we've been here before. We first are there when it happens to the Millennium Falcon, and they go onto a um an asteroid and they end up being inside a creature's mouth, and then there's all the creatures outside, and it's hilarious. Um, and then we get it in the Mando. With the spiders inside yeah. um, the weird... I hate those spiders. <laughs> yeah. um, and then we, of course, get it here. And I believe also um, we've had it in Rebels. I think Star Wars Rebels did it as well. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I love these kind of scenes, which are very much like Star Wars. It's always like paying an homage in some way to the yeah. originals. But done in such a way where it's just like let's just reimagine it. And but I, I lo- it works every single time. It works every uh, single time.
1: It's a really good element for like bringing characters closer together when they're kind of stranded somewhere, and then they have to fend off some unknown creature outside um, for like a greater mission. You know, like preparing the Millennium Falcon, or you know, getting this like energy charge that it, and it. It's a great way to, like, you know, it's kind of like where, you know, Han Solo and Leia, you know, grow closer, and here you have Omega growing closer with the the head of the Bad Batch and uh, yeah. saving him, you know, um, from this sort of Star Wars, I'm gonna call him Falcor, you know, like from Neverending Story, because, like, <laughs> I mean, I think they call it like a, a, a type of dragon, like a, a, a sort of ground dragon or something like that, but Let's call it yeah. Star Wars Falco, you know, <laughs> because that's what that was what immediately jumped out to me. I was like, oh, my God, it looks like a it's like Falcor." And then they called it a dragon. I'm like, it is Falco. And then they called it a, another dragon. I was like, OK, maybe it's not. But I'm going to imagine it is. And Omega kind of looks like the princess from Never Ending Story, actually, a little bit as well. With the
0: Oh, yes, <laughs> she completely does. She completely does.
1: So, you know, like there was many things going in my head uh, when watching it, but it was it's a nice episode, though. I think it was, you know, as I said, it's like a nice kind of relationship-developing episode between Omega and the, and, the, and the rest of the Bad Batch. And it's just kind of nice to see how, at the beginning of the episode, she's still treated a bit more like a you know stranger, you know, slash hostile. And then by the end, you know, they're giving her her own room on the ship, which I thought was very sweet. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and it, it, it kind of but also
0: you know this the quick flashback what does that remind you of it reminds me of grogo's little room oh, or the yeah. room he shares with mando on his little yeah. ship
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 just making you know rooms on ships for for budding little friends you know <laughs> who shouldn't be in places w- in the most dangerous situations in the galaxy but hey they're there and they're kicking ass you know as usual so it's um yeah it's it's I mean, from a bad batch perspective, to be honest, this episode is is pretty light in in terms of like content, and it, it, there's a lot of that relationship building. I think because probably because you know the first two episodes were quite action packed already. I mean, the first one was like mm. you know like basically you know an hour long of quite a lot of action and lot of change and things happening. Yeah, I mean, when the f-
0: the first two episodes effectively we got a feature link.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it so to have this one kind of slow down a little bit and have less characters sort of being introduced like right away i think it's it's kind of smart to do that um because you know you we we have like these you know we have the human stormtroopers being you know introduced but like not by name it's just kind of more by presence and also the caminoans kind of discussing so like they clearly have their own like plot story and and that's what i like about this episode is that it kind of introduces these things without giving you so much to kind of take in and and all of a sudden, like, okay, who's that guy? Um, okay, what's his intent? Oh, who, who's he from? You know, so or where's he from? I should say. So it, it's it's nice that it's again they're they're clearly laying out a lot of the kind of more main features throughout the series rather than just throwing a lot of you at, you know a lot of information and a lot of kind of characters and stimulus at you you know at once at you. So yeah, it was it was an interesting episode, and you know, and it, it kind of allowed space for that you know that that. You know that question that we said. You know, like, what is it, clones or humans? Like, what's better? What's worse? Like, what's more moral? What's not? What will be better for the empire? You know. Um, so yeah, it, it's. I, I, and clearly, you know, from our reactions, both of us are like, you know, very much on that same wavelength of, you know, thinking about these these themes and, you know, what's important. What you know, what will be. So it's uh, yeah, it, it, I, I'm liking how it's laying out this. This in between time, really, you know yeah yeah, but uh, yeah i i complete i completely agree um
0: that's i mean that's one thing this is this is what everyone um we're so used to streaming services now we're so used to this is like how television is evolving, and t v is more like film now than it ever has been before, especially yeah. when you see stuff like budgets and things like that, but I feel this, this, is all, this is almost like this is And um, you know, I know we've, we've been fortunate and we've already had um, a couple of seasons of The Mandalorian. So it's, it's very evident. But I feel it's, it's almost where it's going to be where Star Wars kind of blossoms, so to speak. Mm. Because it's just allowing time with characters. It's such a vast like marvel have done it so well and they've obviously transitioned into the series as well but i feel now is the time that you have this output we have so many star wars series announced so when it comes to another event film because that's effectively what the star wars films are going to be and what they've always been they've been events haven't they Uh um that they have time to plan it and kind of think about it more so in a way where I feel the storytelling should be on point across as I know people have had problems with the sequel trilogy and stuff like that and that kind of aspect of things but I think it's just a gift having an outlet where we can get so much more Star Wars content where you get so much more time where you can develop characters, character, develop stories and everything else Yeah. Um, so it's very exciting yeah. to kind of um, yeah, see what's kind of coming up next, really.
1: Yeah. Um, and so I, I have to say as well, like, kind of a last point. Um, just to say on, on Crosshair as a character in this episode, there was some dark stuff actually. Well, I have to gosh, say, like. When he
0: just when he executed, yeah. <laughs> um, the person was like, Well, I can tell you're not going to be any help, yeah, gone. And, and then, they, doesn't he execute one of his own?
1: That's right, yeah, and then like Easy. forces them to kill the rest of the uh, the civilians, which I was like, whoa, like for a kind of you know series that's more aimed at like children in some ways, you know, like I was like, wow, that's some pretty dark themes, actually, you know. Um, yeah,
0: reminiscence very much of the opening of Force Awakens.
1: Absolutely, I mean, absolutely. Rey's
0: character kind of goes against it, but this time the character that goes against it didn't even get a chance to get.
1: Yeah, gone. yeah. I was kind of suspecting it, but then like to see it happen, it was like, wow, they, they're getting quite serious with some of their writing aspects, which interesting uh, how they do that.
0: And I feel you can get away with it more in animation. You can like subtly in, put in these really dark elements yeah. and you don't really think about it until you go over it again or see it for the second time. Or you're like, Oh, actually that just happened. And that's <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and actually, and that kind of maturity in the writing, I think will be what's interesting in terms of, um, you know, the Kaminoans and, and, you know, generally the, the Empire and how they're operating going forward. So, yeah, definitely, you know, looking forward to seeing more of uh, that sort of character development, really, because it, it, I feel that, like, it, it doesn't, you know, they're not going to hold back just to, like, you know, protect the children. It's, it's uh, there's another Simpsons, you know, quote, will someone please think of the children? <laughs> <laughs> like, not here, you <laughs> know? <laughs> not that no.
0: it was just full of Simpsons quotes to guys
1: <laughs> that, that's what this episode is really
0: about it's like yeah. I'm worried, nothing at all nothing <laughs> at all no. <laughs> that's one that always sticks in my mind, the yeah. Flanders one yeah. um, well anyway, <laughs> that's that's how we wrap another um, episode on the Bat Batch and uh, we're coming into episode 4 soon so we're very excited Good. Hi guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Jedi Order Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe, and may the Force be with you.